you have stumbled upon the Combat Ops Arena Comets podcast. And I'm sure you're glad you did, because today we have got a very special show, as they're always special. But, uh, you know, we've got to talk about Combat Ops Arena before we get going. Combat Ops, it's on Lay Road. Go to CombatOpsArena.com, learn about everything they have. The laser tag, the axe throwing, the bowling, the arcade. They've got something called Archery Tag now. It's just insane out there. Make sure you go see our sponsors, because they make this podcast happen every single week. So, Combat Ops Arena at CombatOpsArena.com. Go check them out. All right, let's go with the next episode of the Combat Ops Arena Comets Podcast. It's here, another episode of the Combat Ops Arena Comets Podcast. I am your host, Shane Alberani, and uh, today we've got a special guest, Justin Hodgman. And the reason why I say that's special, I've been trying to get this guy on the show all season, but we always run into something going on. Neither one of us can get here, yada, yada, yada. But finally, we got Haji in the building. I finally got him to sit down. And I've known Haji a long time, and uh, actually, I learned a lot about Justin in this interview, and uh, it was a good time, and I think everybody will enjoy it. So here we go. Justin Hodgman on the Combat Ops Arena Comets Podcast. So, uh, which one of your relatives stole the school bus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my cousin, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, actually, it's my. It makes me smile. It's my cousin that passed away last oh. year. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's but you got a fun story of no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It brings it brings a smile to my face for sure. He, which which he always did for everybody, which is so it's great. I to think about him uh but yeah i don't know the full story he's he's got about 15 years on me but all i know is that he made uh the remarkable decision one, one night him and his buddies to steal a school bus i don't know what's going through his head but that story comes up pretty much at every uh every family every day. family outing uh, that's gotta be pretty what. much yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly a conspicuous thing to drive around. Yeah, you know, no. <laughs> or an inconspicuous thing. Yeah, he had some interesting years in his life for sure. For <laughs> sure. So. All right. Well, Haji finally, uh, I finally got him in here. He finally remembered to show up. So <laughs> it's all good. Better, better late than never. So, yeah. so how you doing, man? It's uh, you know, been a couple of really tough years for you. You know, you got had some injuries, and you know, this year with the hand, last year with your head, and and your shoulder. So. You know, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, I've, I mean, I feel good. Honestly, to, uh, I wish that <laughs> I said last week, I said, let's do it after the weekend and hopefully yeah. we'll have something good to talk about. I probably put on the worst outing of my career on Saturday <laughs> night, and uh, Sunday might have not looked too good on the score sheet, but I actually thought I had a great bounce back game. Um, but I feel good. I honestly feel like I'm having a, a yeah. career year, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last couple years have been tough. I've been riddled with, with – uh, two broken hands uh two concussions in the last three years the the broken bone on my shoulder i mean just circumstances that are completely out of my yeah, control yeah. Um, and extremely frustrating when i'm trying to you know prove that this old body can, can, <laughs> you can, can still, still do it baby still right? play you know what i mean and then it looks like i'm breaking down but no i do feel really good uh mind body and soul and i just uh, you know trying to 
stay healthy and keep on checking and, on. And part of that, just the way you play, you know, you're a guy who's, who's got his foot on the gas at all times. And it's like, if you want, uh, you know, we don't want Haji to have speed, you know, you want him going full out and that's kind of the dangers you, uh, go by, you know, yeah. if you're going full speed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have like a, 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 a you don't have a middle gear. No, when the switch is on, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's full, full, full blown. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think for the m- most part, that's good. I think it's, um, hinders me a little right. bit with uh, right. the temper sometimes can be uh, in check and whatnot. And obviously I put myself in some dangerous situations where I'm not thinking. <laughs> Is oh. that something that you've worked on over the years? Because you've always been that way. You've oh, always, yeah. you know, had that quick you know, yeah. very trigger. You yeah. Know? I just, for me, honestly, I hate being disrespected. So when I right. get, a, when I get a cross check in my ribs, like I, I just, for no reason, I can't stand yeah. it. Now, if I did something stupid, then maybe, yeah, I, right. just, I mean, I deserved it and I, and I know it and I'll, that's fine. But, I hate being disrespected out there, and and you know sometimes with my actions with the referees, sometimes I feel like they're getting on me, and that's when I I just I can't flip that switch off, and other players too. I mean we play the same teams twelve times a year. There's yeah. gonna be some, some you know yeah. things that boil over from game to game. So yeah. I think it's to be expected, especially in this league. So you guys, I mean I I ask other players this, you know, uh, you know when you play guys back to back or like we play them so many times, you know, does stuff carry over or is it just when your game's over, it's done new slate next game. There's certain, <laughs> or do you remember? Yeah. There's certain things that carry over. I think you're better served to not let it carry over um, and, and, and start fresh, but there's definitely certain things that uh, will carry on. This depends on, you know, the severity of it. You take that, that mental note to that guy. hundred percent, get his number and get him back when you can for sure. Yeah. Legally and clean. Right. Let me, <laughs> right. Let me emphasize legally and clean. We'll get you back. Yeah. So, okay, you go, uh, I mean, it's hard to believe. How old are you now? 30. 30. And you started here in Fort Wayne you were 18. 19. 19. Okay. 19, so I believe, yes. Yeah. So it has been a crazy run for you going all the way back. Was that 07? Oh, man, years for me are bad, yeah. but it was a long, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but you're only sure. 30 years old, but I it know. seems that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I got my start. It was so crazy how I ended up here. I was never supposed to be here. Yeah. Uh, I had a contract lined up with the Norfolk Admirals when they were in the American League. They yeah. were affiliated with Tampa Bay. Um, and I was having a, a, a great year in the OHL. Uh, the general manager called me. Mark Bernard, he's a general manager now in Rockford. He called me personally, said, you can stay with me and my wife when you get here to Norfolk. As soon as your last game is over in Erie, you know, we'll fly you down here. We're excited to have you. Two weeks left in the season, Tampa Bay comes to watch me play. As one of their uh-huh. scouts comes to watch me play, I probably I have one of the worst games of the year, probably. <laughs> and Tampa Bay <laughs> calls Mark Bernard. I guess this is how it goes. Calls Mark Bernard and says, "We don't want this guy anywhere near our organization." So I must have had a really bad night because I had a good year. So then our, they pull it out from under me, and all the other American League jobs for junior guys were taken, and and uh, I had known nothing about Fort Wayne or the IHL, but my coach at the time was Peter Storkowitz. Storkowitz, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Goal, I play. have his jersey hanging in my closet. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so he just said, "Hey, I I can make a phone call for you. I'm sure they'd be happy to have you." Yeah. And then, you know, one thing led to another, and and. Uh, and yeah, I ended up. I didn't even know. I honestly, Indiana for me, I I would have thought it was like down by Alabama. I had no idea. I thought it was like so far south. I mean, it's two and a half hours from the Canadian border. I had no yeah. idea. Well, you're from Brampton, right? From Brampton, it's not that yeah. far. No, away. it's not that far at all. So I'm. It's, I know it sounds ignorant, but uh, and geography was a good uh, good class for me too. But <laughs> Obviously but not. Yeah, I know, but Indiana just slipped just slipped through the cracks apparently. 
It's like, okay, so you, you get to Fort Wayne and you don't know anybody. You're eight, 19 years old. Yeah. You're just plopped in this locker room with all these older guys. Yeah. What is that feeling like? Intimidating. For sure. <laughs> Intimidating. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm not shy to admit that I was definitely a cocky 19 year old. Right. Um, and I didn't have as much, just like last year, I didn't, un unfortunately, I didn't respect the league like I should have. Yeah. And, and I came in here and I was just that cocky kid and I didn't, I didn't respect the league and I didn't know how to act around. I mean, not, we're not just talking about 28, 27 year old veterans. We're talking about Bertram and Chalk. Oh yeah. Dupuis. Yeah. Drew and her, you Guys know, early, th the early, time. early th yeah. So it's extremely intimidating, but they were, they welcomed me with open arms, a hundred percent, uh, Chalker befriended me like right away I couldn't believe it yeah. this, I, I don't know how old he was at the time maybe 35 36 but just to take me under his wing like he was like yeah. he did uh, I thought was was really cool you know being able to go to a bar and ha having a drink with a guy like that it was you know for me unthinkable I mean, it, like when I would coming up through the ranks in the OHL rookies were just keep treated like garbage and I think right. that, that's just kind of what I was expecting to happen but at the pro ranks I think it's a lot different I think that's a uh, misconception that maybe a lot of players bring up um, and is changing more and more through the years. Rookies are getting much more and more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely was intimidating, but they, op they welcomed me with open arms and, and we got to work right off the bat. And you, you know, you come here, we were in the heat of a playoff race and you, you're automatically thrown into, you know, huge crowds. You know, I'm sure it was a little bit different, you know, playing in Fort Wayne. It was playing in juniors as oh, far yeah. as even just the crowd size. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like it was ridiculous. I honestly remember one of my first shifts was the penalty kill in the first period, and I forechecked hard up ice, and I got into a battle on the wall where I pinned the puck up against the wall for probably about 20 <laughs> seconds. And I remember skating off the ice, and I got like a standing ovation. And <laughs> it was because they, the, you know, the way they treat their new players, yeah, yeah. they want to see what he's like, and if he's exciting, then they're, it's going to pay off. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just had shivers down my back, and I, and and that's honestly what fueled me. I was like, "Hold, this is what it could be like." Yeah. And I, I just, I want this feeling more and more and more, and that's what you know I think drove me to have so much success. You know, right off the bat, and then going to that uh, that playoffs, the, the the finals. You know, yeah. game seven, Port Huron, you scored the game winning goal, and that and did that change your life scoring that goal? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, don't forget we were down three one in that season, yeah. and we were supposed to. I mean, how many wins did we have that season? Was it? 50? Oh, 56, I something think. like that. Yeah. Broke the record, so there's all this expectation. I think to a fault, we thought that it was just going to be a cakewalk, and and Port Port Huron was. I remember being a, like a, a great. Uh, obviously, they were great competitors, and it was great competition for us. I mean, they almost won it right out from under us. It yeah. was, it was, and that would have been devastating. It really would have. Um, so, and we were up three to two. Was it? Yeah, we with. It, 55 seconds yes. at the goal yes. and they let a, a they pulled the goalie and they it was a deflection it went yeah. off a uh, geese skate and went in unbelievable yeah. i remember it uh i remember watching from the bench we were getting ready to celebrate and here they tie oh my goodness they tie it um and just those overtimes i remember the first one was was there wasn't even many scoring chances and i remember al was yelling for penalties and there was a lot of clutching and grab yeah. and he said i don't care <laughs> if you give us a penalty just if it's a penalty call it well, Mitch Woods takes a penalty in the second <laughs> overtime, and I'm out there killing, and I'm like shaking in my boots. I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Al, just let us play. I couldn't believe it, you know. And then, uh, but thankfully, obviously, they didn't score. After the second overtime, uh, guys are in the room. Honestly, we're laughing. We're like, really, this is like humorous. It's like, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. It's like, obviously, you want to win, and you think we're all just shaking and you know, yeah. whatever. But it was. It was super light in there. We, we just, I think we were confident that we, we were going to pull this one out. And 
it didn't take much into the third overtime and and then it was uh party time so when you get that that much into overtime i mean these overtime games you know as you know can go very very long i mean yeah. how much do you guys have in the tank at that point or is it just pure adrenaline when it's game seven it's pure adrenaline yeah <laughs> for sure i mean it was the end of a long year absolutely and a lot in a tough hard fought series i remember every shift was you're on edge but uh you know, we were in there. We were, uh, Dunner was taking care of us in between periods with the bananas and the Pedialyte yeah. and anything that he could find just to get us going. And uh, Al had did a great job of keeping us compare or prepared, and Chalker kept us composed. And and uh, yeah, like you said, it definitely changed my life. It was it was um, you know something I'll never forget. I mean, do you remember scoring that goal? Do you remember specifically? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I think you grabbed the puck out of midair, dropped it down, and, and shot it in. Yeah, thankfully Guy doesn't shoot too hard, so he <laughs> he, he he shot. No, he he sent one on net. I think it was more of him just trying to get it to the net. I'm yeah. only joking. He's just trying to get it away from the blue line. He might have had pressure coming out because I think we were at the end of a power play, so the guy was coming yeah. out of the box. He just wanted to get it to the net. Larry was going. Larry Sterling was sliding over to where the puck was going. I grabbed it, put it down, empty net, and then. And that was Ch it. And then Chalker tackled me. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was nuts. I couldn't believe it. And then after that game, you know, didn't uh, your gear go to the Hockey Hall of Fame? Didn't you? Uh, My jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's got to be kind of. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I remember at the auction first, you know, the two people going back yeah. and forth, they're bidding, and it went all the way up to 5,500, and I'm this 19-year-old <laughs> kid. And I said, I went out to the person that lost. I said, hey, uh, I got the other jersey yeah. that I wore in the playoffs. I said, I'll sell it to you for, like, I don't know what was your last bid five like five I don't know yeah. I was just trying to make some money and they're like oh no no that was in the heat of the moment and it's a tax write-off <laughs> because it's for charity so they they didn't buy it thankfully the next day uh Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame calls and, and says hey we I mean I thought I was getting catfished like honestly, right like, right it was crazy hey Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame we were just wondering if you wanted to donate your jersey to the Hall of Fame uh yeah uh yeah <laughs> like where, where do I sign so and then I was it was great uh they they put it up um, not not too long after, and then I got to go and visit and take my daughter there. And, yeah, and it was pretty special. Oh, that's see, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So not not very many yeah. people and, can say that. And I've been in in contact with Craig ever since. Uh, he's a great guy, and I've seen him around the ranks here and there. And uh, he's actually the guy that goes out and that delivers the cup. Oh, okay, the, You're uh, right, yeah, right, right, right. Um, so uh, he told me because once the jersey's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, think about their archives, all the Gretzky, oh, yeah. all the Gretzky yeah. and Gordie Howe, I mean, everybody. everybody yeah. So their archives are crazy, and there's so much thing. The Hockey Hall of Fame is not that big. And so they said once it's in, like, you can't take it back, and it's probably yeah. only going to be up for three months. And Craig knows me. I know him well, like I said. And so now he said, just call me two weeks before you come in. I'll find somewhere to put it so you can see it, your kids can see it, your family oh, can see it. See, that's, so just yeah. recently, maybe it's not this summer, but the summer before, I took the kids up, and uh, yeah. it was a surprise. We turned the corner, and there's my jersey hanging, and it was pretty cool. Oh, cool. So, see, yeah. I didn't know that. See, once you give it up, it's it's you know, you it's in the archives. You, you sign it away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. sign it away for sure. Well, that's cool, but you know your jersey's going to be resting next to Wayne Gretzky pretty, and Gordie Howe. Pretty cool, and, yeah. And now i got two in there now because they, they took my uh, captain's jersey from the All-Star game, too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so pretty special for sure. Oh, see, Justin Hodgman, not, not very many people have got two of their jerseys yeah. <laughs> in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. So after that season, where, where did you go after that season? You went uh, back to Erie. You went back to Erie for that year. I got offered a contract with the Houston Arrows, who were in the okay. American League, but I, I was hoping I would get an NHL contract, and unfortunately just didn't play out. Um, so I the, the goal was really to go back to junior and be – one of the oldest guys in the league yeah. just dominate yeah. and I didn't <laughs> so
So, um, so back to Fort Wayne you come. Well, then back to, absolutely <laughs> back to Fort Wayne to do it again. Um, you know, you know how that goes. We yeah. went, we went it again, and then I was then I was pro, um, and then I signed with Toledo and and Rockford. They traded me to Toronto in January, and then I was up in the American League with Toronto for about a year yeah. and a half before going over to Europe. Yep, and, but then you made a, a third trip to Fort Wayne too. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, let's forget that's, about that third uh, one. Yeah, don't forget about the third <laughs> one. Yeah, so then I played my th- – at the end of the year in Toronto, we didn't make the playoffs, and their farm team was Reading, and they were making a run for the yeah. Kelly Cup. And it was just like all the young guys were just automatic to Reading. So they brought me, and we're going to send you to Reading. And I said, hey uh, – do you mind if I go to Fort Wayne instead? <laughs> they said, do you want to go to the IHL instead of the East Coast? I said, it's home. We have a right. chance to do something special. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously, the Frankies were calling and, and yeah. trying to you know push it along. So said, all right, I guess. Like, you know, it doesn't really <laughs> matter to me. And um, and so we did it again. So th- three in a row. Three That's in a something, row. Something pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you uh, made Fort Wayne your home. I mean, after those – those yeah, three cups absolutely wife and yeah. two kids here and I, I absolutely love it i absolutely love it here i mean well, i don't know what more you can want in a city it's affordable you got great hockey you got great baseball you got a great great schools um, um i love it here so it, it's been it's been always been home pretty much for the summer yeah you know we built a house um just outside of fort wayne in new haven when i was playing over in russia um and then now we're on our on our second house here and, and absolutely loving it loving life so you go over to Europe. I, I love talking to, to players about Europe. Now, you're a guy who, who seemed to really take to it. Some oh guys yeah. didn't like it. Some yeah. guys, like, oh, it was okay. Yeah. But you're a guy who seemed to really like it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I could talk about it for hours <laughs> and hours. and hours. It's just it's so special. You have to understand when you're over there, you're their top league. So you're yeah. like their NHL. You're getting all their TV, all their you know, front pages yeah. of magazines and uh, media coverage. I mean, it's great. The fans are nuts. Imagine if for people around here, if you imagine like soccer stadiums, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't see the hockey videos too much, but you know, they're standing there with their scarves held in the air and they're chanting your name and uh, it's nonstop banging on drums. And it's just the adrenaline is, it's just, I, I love it. Their passion for the game from the, their junior team up until their fourth liners to yeah. obviously their skilled guys are ex- incredibly exciting to watch. They're, combination of speed and skill is ridiculous which is why they're always able to win you know world yeah. champ- you think finland and winning world championships and stuff like that i mean they what's their population like five million yeah i mean like look at i mean yeah. there's what fi- 80 million people in la like, yeah you know what i mean so <laughs> right, like they're right. poor like just their their skill and their ability and their passion for the game is second second to none yeah now do you, i mean how did you like living there yeah you know, perfect I mean, so Great. you like fit Love right it. and assimilated oh, absolutely yeah. there was absolutely like on, on next to zero um, transition period for me. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I've always been pretty adaptable, but um, I love it. Going for coffee and just sitting around town and just taking it all in. I, I absolutely loved it. Where did you play in Russia? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in a pretty tough city. It was called Magnitogorsk. The first. That's where I signed my first contract. Okay. Um, and it was. I got off the plane and I, this is the airport. I mean, it was like <laughs> it looked like a tiny little. I don't know straw house. I mean, it was, yeah. it was it was it was honestly surreal. I I couldn't, I couldn't believe this airport. If you want to look it up, you can look it up and you can see what I'm talking about. Um, and then, <laughs> go figure. There was nobody to pick me up at the airport, and nobody speaks English. In right. This town. The closer you get to Moscow, everyone speaks that. But I'm like, yeah. can I, I like Justin Hodgman? Like, are you here? Like, are you here for me? Are you here for me? And they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. Like they don't we can't talk. 
thank God, Anton Kadobin, who is a goalie in the NHL. Uh-huh. I actually knew him from my training camp in Minnesota. He, that's his hometown. We were on. He was coming home from the U.S. and we were on the same flight from Moscow to uh-huh. Magnitogorsk. It, I mean, complete freak accident that right. I that I just knew him. So he drove me to the rink. And I got at the office. They're like, "Oh, you're here." I'm like, "Yeah, you guys booked my flight. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm here. Like, you know what I mean?" So um, I and then I drive to my apartments. And I love Magnitogorsk. I love the city. I love the people. But this apartment was like pre World War One. Like, is when it was built. Like, you have no idea. Like the what I was walking in. Right. I, I got up to my apartment and I just broke down in tears. I just com- I called my wife and I yeah. said, "I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I can if I can do this." It was. July 10th, you think training camp here starts October yeah. 1st? Training yeah. camp started July 10th, and we had I had two months of training camp to look forward to before the season started. So I, I am like, oh my gosh, how is this going to work? And uh, once you get going, it's great. I loved my time in yeah. Russia. There's a lot of horror stories, but I, I, I absolutely love my time in Russia. We were owned by a, a, a guy that's worth $16 billion. He owns a huge steel factory. Yeah in that town um so so i played there for i played that first year i played it was a lockout year so my teammates were the likes oh, yeah. of uh malkin gonchar zuccarello both o'reilly's uh, Ku, uh nikolai kuleman my head coach was paul Maurice. my assistant coach was tom barrasso i mean it was just surreal that's crazy me. i was only 20 I was only 24 years old yeah like you know what i mean this was this was surreal for me so we had a great season. We like f- flared out in the first round. Unfortunately, I think once we lost Malkin, we relied on Malkin too much. And then yeah. once we lost Malkin, we were like, "Oh wait, we have to score <laughs> now. We have to score goals," um, <laughs> which was uh, obviously a struggle. And then the second year, I was having a great year. I, th- I mean, for me, half a point a game in the KHL is pretty good. Oh yeah. So I mean, I had nine points in eighteen games, and then we had one line that had like eighteen points in eighteen games each, but no one else was scoring. So they felt like they needed to make a change. There was a player named Tim Brent who played in the NHL that wanted out of his city. And so we just made the switch one for one. And yeah. I obviously the team that was I was on, if they could get a former NHLer for this nobody from yeah. Finland yeah. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I got traded to this city, and I quickly found out why he wanted out of that city because <laughs> the coach was an absolute psycho, <laughs> Peter Skudra. It was, oh, my God. I, 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 I think we almost, like, fought in the dressing room one time. I mean, it was crazy. This guy was, like, would engage with you and, like, yeah. wanted to – made you want to, like, fight. Right. It was insane. So I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I did a year and a half in Russia. It was tough. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go home. And Wojtek Wolski was my roommate. He he played in the NHL as well. Now he's just having a great career over in Russia. And I was making – I had a good contract, obviously, left. Yeah. And he said, if you – I mean, what if I, I had two months left this season? He said, what if I could tell you you're going to win the lottery, pretty much basically saying, but, like, how much money was owed to me? He said, but you just have to go and have to live in this city for two months. He's like, wouldn't you do it? I said, yeah. He said, okay, just, just find another city that someone wants you to go there. I ended up in Vladivostok, which is – so they traded me again a month later, which is – I don't know if you guys know, but it's 50 kilometers from North Korea. Wow. Yeah, it's on the complete <laughs> other side of the world. Like, I'm not a complete other side of the world. It was, I think it was yeah. a 16-hour time difference from Fort Wayne. Uh, it's a nine-hour <laughs> flight. It was in Russia. It was a nine-hour flight from Moscow. So yeah. I'm thinking about how big, how massive, yeah, yeah. How massive Russia is. Um, but and it was right on the um, um, Pacific Ocean, I think is what it would yeah. be. And, I mean, it, but it was just awesome. I loved it. It was it was 
tons of Asian influence. The restaurants. It wasn't like you were. It's like you weren't even in Russia. Yeah. Uh, now the travel. Kind I was of, to say, what was the travel like? Yeah, there? like the thirteen-hour flight to Slovakia yeah. was wasn't great. Or no, it was Riga, Dynamo Riga, in uh, in Latvia. That was kind of uh, interesting. But other than that, I mean, you're on the plane. You got your iPad, and you got your. <laughs> You know, Heineken or whatever. You're all right. You're all right. So a 13-hour plane ride uh, next to a 13-hour bus ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but I so I, I got to live in that one city, which was kind of central Russia. Then I got traded for the first time, which was closer to Moscow. So I got kind of that feel, and then I got the complete opposite side of the world. <laughs> and so I was grateful for the experience, and the fans were awesome. The hockey was world class, and and I loved it. So all this time you're you're living in Russia, you're living in in Europe, in Finland, right? Finland, you're, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're still coming home to Fort Wayne every summer, right? Yeah, every summer, every summer for yeah. sure. There was one time where we would get like four days off. There was one time where I traveled for over fifty hours <laughs> to get back to Fort Wayne just to see the kids. Yeah, I was home for thirty six hours and then I had to go straight back. Wow. Yeah. So, so what? Was, so where do you? Okay, you're you're flying from wherever you were in North Korea. Yeah. How many other layovers? Where are you stopping before you get to Fort Wayne? Because it's not the easiest trip. This was the first year, so I was a little bit closer. So it was from Magnitogorsk to Moscow, Moscow to London, London to Chicago, Chicago to Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah. And I missed my flight. That that one time I was doing this it was the shortest time I was able to come home. It's, usually I would meet Nicole in New York or yeah. something like that. Uh, this was one time. I missed my flight. I was coming all the way home. I missed my flight in Chicago. So then I had to get the train. I had to go to the Union Station yeah. in, in Chicago with my – actually, I wouldn't have had my gear, but my luggage or whatever. And then I could only get as far to Waterloo on the right, track. Right. So then Nicole had to come and pick me up. Oh, gosh. It was just <laughs> – but it was worth it. I got to hug the kid. Literally, I was home for 36 hours. Hug the kids. I didn't even see them that night. Uh, saw him in the morning. Went to bed the next day. Woke up. Had to go right back to Moscow and do that whole trip again. Right back. Yeah, right back. Right Chicago. Back. London. Insane. Moscow. Insane. Wow. Yeah. But once you're traveling, it's all I could think about as well. I just I didn't need, I needed to see my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so all this time you're playing in Russia and you're in Finland. You know, obviously you're making more money. But it was ever a time it's like, oh, I've got to get back to Fort Wayne. I've got to I got to play for the Comets again. I always knew I was going to come back and play in Fort Wayne. Yeah. It was like inevitable yeah. as long as they would have me. And I, I was pretty positive if the Frankies were still in charge, of, uh, which I think they will always will be. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're never going to let go. Um, that it was going to happen. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously there was, a, you know, some things that happened before Russia, but I always knew that I was going to come back and play. Did you ever like stay in contact with like any of the fans? Because you know how Comet fans are. It was always like, "Hey, how'd you when you coming back?" Or, or you know, you you became an instant celebrity. You know, in yeah. one second, basically. I, yeah, I that think game seven. Was, I think there was always speculation. Yeah. I was coming back at the end of yeah. the year just as a joke, but nothing, nothing serious. But I. But would, like you'd come back since summers, people would see you around town. Oh, yeah, I was like, t- "Oh, Haji, you're back." Yeah, tin cap games where yeah. I would always like run into people. <laughs> I think a lot of the Fort Wayne fans are the the, the you know the good old sports fans in there. They, yeah. They're at the Tin Caps jersey, and I got I got my custom jersey with the Hodgman on on the back, and so I always get you know I'll get stopped, and, and people want to talk, and I I love it, I love it, it's great. So yeah, so uh, people very welcoming, they bring you back with with open arms, always. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're a, a big sports guy, not just hockey. I mean, you're always tweeting stuff about football, baseball. Yep. So you're a, oh, I'm yeah. just yeah, I'm just a huge you're just fan, a, a junkie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My, my I mean, my dad was, my dad was, I uh, got a college scholarship for football. 
Uh, he went to three major league training camps for baseball. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, I was actually growing up, I was actually a better baseball player than I was a hockey really? player. Yeah, to mo- most people would probably argue. Yeah. Uh, but is that because you grew up in Canada, you went the hockey route, not the baseball route? Um, or I just, I had to make a decision. I w- I made a team called the Canadian Thunderbirds, which is a, a, a basically the, it's an elite baseball uh-huh. team that would travel and play all the U.S. colleges in their preseason. And they had like a 98% scholarship rate because you would play them and then the schools would just yeah. pick and choose which players they wanted to pick for their next year and give them scholarships. So um, I was going to be their utility player almost certainly, um, probably most likely right fielder. I was a pitcher, but at that level, yeah. I was getting spanked. So <laughs> um, I was, I'd be the right, I'd be the right fielder with speed and, and a strong arm. And I was, I hit lead off and, um, but and then I got char- I didn't even expect to get drafted to the OHL. But then I got drafted to the OHL, and yeah. then I was like, okay, it's time to to make, make a, decision. a decision. And had I not got drafted to the OHL, I probably would have stayed baseball. I ended up going down to, to the U.S. on a scholarship. Just yeah. like all my best, like all my best friends at home, all played baseball. They're not hockey players. Really? Oh yeah. They yeah. all went to JUCO in Texas, and then I ended up uh, going off and playing D one somewhere. So um, that that would have been almost certainly my route. Um, had I not got drafted, and I got drafted in the thirteenth round, like I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't ex- really expecting to get drafted. So. so when you look at your body now, boy, I've got all these aches and pains, and the body's breaking down. It's like, man, I wouldn't have this if I was playing baseball. Yeah, it would have been a lot easier, just you know, <laughs> chewing on sunflower seeds, sitting in the dugout, and living in te- playing right field, playing, playing right field in Texas. Yeah, it would have been, would have been a little bit easier. Yeah, you wonder why these guys can, uh, Cologne can pitch it to oh, yeah. forty-two or forty-three. Yeah. You see that yeah. guy's body? How is he an athlete? Like, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, do you ever think about that? It's like, wow, man, I, maybe I maybe I could have made it to the bigs. You know, I right don't field, know. Or? It's pretty tough for a guy from Canada to make right. it, make it to the bigs. I don't know. Yeah. Any, I don't know any of my friends that made it past, you know, uh, low A. I actually remember going yeah. to see one of my old teammates play here against the Tin Caps. Um, so it's pretty tough. To make so do you ever uh, see? Okay, obviously, okay, we got a friend who's a minor league baseball player. Have yeah. you like uh, swap stories? Like minor league hockey, minor league baseball, somewhat similar, but yeah. it's still different. Nobody that nobody know that I, I that I keep in touch with enough, but I, I I mean you meet them along the way sometimes at events and whatnot, and it's pretty similar. But we do it for the love of the game, so yeah. So what other sports? I mean, you're a football guy. I mean, you're always yeah, talking I, about football. Yeah, I love football. Yeah. I think it's great for a lot of and Gary does it a lot too. It's great for a, a lot of analogies and a lot of comparisons. Yeah. Um, to hockey, I, I I a lot of my defense, I like to set the edge like a safety or a cornerback yeah. would. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like uh, sometimes their I like their swagger. Sometimes it's a little bit too much, like <laughs> Antonio Brown or whatnot. But I like to I like I what I mostly like to learn from is the quarterbacks and and their yeah. and their leadership abilities and and the way they carry themselves and the way they study the game. I, I consider myself, um, you know, uh, maybe not on their level, but similar to yeah. that in 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 my place in hockey. So I like to I like to learn from all all sports. Did sure. you uh, did you play football at all? No, no. Not I had one practice in high school. Yeah. I wanted to play because my brother played, my dad played. I said, okay, yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna have a, I played baseball. I had a good arm. I'm gonna play quarterback. And I went out there for one practice. They put us in the gauntlet. I got a f- <laughs> f- uh, hairline fracture in my wrist, and I said, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, and then I went and ran cross country. <laughs> what what position did your dad play? Uh, that's a good question. Wow, he'll kill me. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. He might have been a linebacker. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good question. I'll have to ask him. Yeah, give him a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was a DH in baseball. He's oh, so he's, he, he's, yeah, he's yeah, he's got hit, he's hit, hitting dingers all over the place. He's from Montreal, and they had a really good baseball scene at 
at that time. My uncle was a gr- six foot seven. He was a, a lefty too. He's a pitcher. Until he blew out his arm, he was a, a major league prospect as well. Um, six foot seven lefty wow. that, that could throw gas. Um, so I still, when I go home, I'm not joking. I'll go home in the summer, and he'll bring out his glove, and we'll. Yeah. Go, and this is what I did my whole my whole childhood in the summers. He'd come over at the house, and he'd grab grab his glove, he'd throw it at me. He's all right. Let's go. Show me what you got. <laughs> and we go and it, so now he's I think he's maybe 67 68 but he still gets down there and it's right he's pitching to him so yeah. so uh sports obviously in your family you grew oh, yeah. up around it absolutely so. yeah now my my daughter is uh yeah. my son plays hockey he won the Fort Wayne house league two years in a row um he plays baseball he's great great baseball player I'm going to coach him this year um over at Georgetown uh, my daughter, my Nicole, was on a full scholarship for volleyball. Yeah. Um, so Braylon had been in volleyball the last few years, and now her, our neighbor is a swimmer, uh, and they're they're a year apart, and or like the na- their neighbor's daughter is a swimmer. And Braylon is nine years old; they're a year apart. So she started swimming at Arlington Park, and now she swims for the YMCA. She got picked to swim on the YMCA's top relay for Fort Wayne. Um, they went to state, and they won her relay. Won state. So uh, pretty exciting for swimming for only 10 months. Yeah. Um, and uh, she swims the backstroke f- in that relay. It's the, uh, it's the IM. And uh, so now they're going on to zones, which is just, I guess, the country's broken up yeah. into zones. And they're, we're going to represent Great Lakes. And it's going to be at Ohio State, which will be probably surreal, un- unbelievable uh, aquarium there. Or, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> <An> aquarium. <laughs> aquarium. Oh, my goodness. Swim with the fishes. Yeah, right? Uh, What's it, it called? <laughs> <laughs> What's the swim? Oh, anyways, it is, it's escaping me. But it'll, they'll be at Ohio State's uh, facility, and um, I I hate that I won't be there. We'll be in Brampton, uh, but I'm over the moon excited and proud of her. Yeah. So uh, um, we got a lot of. I mean, Jamie Shasman's got kids, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you guys miss out on a lot. I mean, because you guys tough. are still playing. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Absolutely. Uh, thankfully, swim goes into the summer too, so I get to watch all those events for Braylon, and and I get to coach Zayden's baseball team, and I, I do my best to to go to the hockey games here, except for the ones that are 7:30. <laughs> I could kill the, the guys that make the schedule over there at Canland, but um, but uh, only joking. Uh, but uh, my gosh, I love all the work that they do over there for the kids. Um, um, so, so, but so it's, t- it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is yeah. tough to to miss the, and that's why I came home to Fort Wayne. The, when I came back to Fort Wayne last year, I had um, lots of offers in, in right. Europe to go back and play um, for much better money. And I just said, my, enough of chasing the money and whatnot. I've, right. I've been gone for too long. I need to be back around, you know, the and be in my kids' lives more. And so I came back, and that's that's what was the main reason behind coming back to Fort Wayne. You know, earlier than probably expected. So it's probably always going to be home. Doesn't matter. Always. You know. This is home. Yeah. This is home. This is home for me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And your wife's from Fort Wayne, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like you said, she was a volleyball player, so oh, yeah. she knew what it was to be an athlete. What yeah. it, what it's like yeah. for you guys go what you guys go yeah, through. She had an opportunity. She was one of the best volleyball players in Indiana when when she was coming out of high school. Um, and she had a, a opportunity to play at any school. Maybe not any school she wanted to, but lots of prestigious uh, volleyball schools. And she chose – I mean, she's a homer. She chose to stick around in, in Fort Wayne, so play for IPFW. So that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. you guys both, you know, found each other here in Fort Wayne. You guys yeah. are now are, are Fort Wayneans, I guess is that yeah. the word? I don't know. Wayners. 
something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's no, I mean that's pretty cool. So you're you you've had the very the very interesting path. Yeah. And uh, uh we'll be going up to, to Brampton here. Uh now no, that's my real home. Yeah, too. but every time we played in Brampton you have not been with us. Yeah. So it's like you've never played up there. Well, I mean yeah, I mean this, I, I missed last year just because yeah. of the it would have been you my, had the injury. my yeah. shoulder. Yeah. So this would be pretty cool. I haven't played back there since I was in Erie. Um so it'll be pretty exciting for sure. I'll have lots of family. I know that yeah. they get like 300 fans a game, so I'm sure <laughs> we'll increase that. 150 of them will be Hodgman's and, and Bokies, <laughs> which is my mom's maiden name. So, so are, is your mom and dad still up there? They st- yep. yep. So in Branton, yeah. Most yeah. of my family, uh, my mom, dad, aunts, uncles, grandma, grandma, they all started in Montreal or Lachine or Laval, just outside of Montreal. Uh-huh. And um, all of them, except for one, have kind of now been, are now in the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area. So they're either in Toronto or Oakville, Mississauga, Brampton, Orangeville. They're all in that area. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it. So you really have you've two homes. I mean, you had so many family in two yeah. different spots. Yeah. Well, now. I haven't been in Brampton for quite a while. So like home, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is home, but <laughs> Brampton was uh, where it all started. So you've played in Russia, Finland, you know, Canada, Sweden, Sweden. Czech Republic. Wow. Uh, where was I? Russia, Finland, Sweden. Czech Republic, and then back to Finland. And I feel like I'm missing one for some reason, but I don't think I <laughs> Well, I did, did you, uh, outside of, of the U.S. and Canada, what, what European cities were your favorites? London, man. London? Yeah. You played in London? Or no, I didn't play you, oh, in oh, London. Where did you play? Oh, my favorite city that I played in? Golly, Sweden was should have been so much better. I got I was there for two months, and then they, one day they just called me in and said it's not working. They sent me back, but I loved that town. I thought they were calling me in to sign me to an extension, yeah. and they sent me home. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Uh, but, but what's so great about London? Yeah, I, 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 that's the city you that's, said that you liked. Yeah, love that's the best. Just, I, I've been in London three times, only for ever two nights each. Yeah, uh, I always go to watch a soccer game. Uh, just that's just my type of people. I just I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. Just, just I loved my time there. Yeah, I, I'll go back absolutely any any yeah. chance I get. Yeah, I, I, London is. I feel like I belong there. That'll be a vacation spot, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I might live there one day. I, I plan on living there one day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I can. I'm. I'm. Well, I'm. I'm like a nomad. I. Right. I. I get the, the travel bug, and I. Got, I have no problem. You know, moving, moving yeah. around. And, and but there'll come a time where like you're, you got to stop playing. You got to settle down. It's like all right, we, you know, kind of to real life. I've got to yeah. put down the roots here in Fort Wayne, and maybe. <laughs> You say that. I can see the look on Hachi's yeah. face that yeah. ah, it's I not going to happen. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Did you pick up any languages? Did oh, you? yeah. Yeah? Yep. Um, I, I spoke, When I was in Russia, um, I was extremely honored to be in that league at my age and to be making the money that I was was surreal. And yeah. So I, did, I really wanted they, – they take – they love it when players – take in their culture and, and even and learn their language it was like no one really expected me to do it but they they would they loved it so my owner would yeah um, would found out that i could speak russian and i just like it was really paying attention and trying really hard at restaurants and with my teammates and whatnot to show them the respect that i thought that they deserved and to show them that i wasn't just this entitled north american yeah. you know coming over here and taking their jobs and taking their money and my the owner where there's always big wigs coming down the dressing room big you know yeah yeah Putin right hand yeah. man coming down yeah. and the owner would always be like Davai Haji Davai Paruski like you know speak yeah. Russian and I'd say which is like hello how are you and and you know go over there and shake their hand and they they loved it and I think that's kind of when I was playing bad that's what kept me around was the fact 
because when you there's no excuses over there to not play well. It's yeah, because you're, you're, you're making that money. You're yeah. here. Uh, you are taking one of the five spots that we can only use on import. So if you're not performing, you're out of here. And when I was in a slump, I think that's what kept me around. <laughs> it was just my my uh, willingness to take in the culture and, and whatnot. Now, through all this entire journey, we've totally glossed over the chance that you actually played in the NHL. Yeah. You know, we've, like, you've had such this amazing run at 30 years old, but you, you played in the NHL, and that's like a minor uh, footnote. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, gosh, what an experience. Uh, and you scored a goal. You you know you got yeah. out there. You scored a goal. And I, play, I mean, I I mean a lot of players. I know it looks like five games. It doesn't look on elite prospects. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that fighters and whatnot. Yeah, and guys that just get called up. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I actually made the team in training camp. Yeah. I made the the 23 man roster at a training camp, which was you know surreal. Dave Tippett, our head coach, came up to me after training after training camp at the golf outing, and was talking to me and trying to make me feel comfortable. You could obviously see that I felt like I was like you know, maybe not in my element. And he's like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had no idea who you were coming into training camp. Like <laughs> I was signed, I, in my mind, I was, I wanted to play in the NHL because I got offered a very lucrative contract to go back to Russia. Yeah. And I turned it down to take not a lucrative contract. Right, to play but a chance in, to play in the NHL. But a chance to play yeah. in the NHL. So I was supposed to be their American League depth guy. I was actually supposed to be their second line center in the American League. Yeah. And then hopefully someone <laughs> I shouldn't say so hopefully, hopefully someone breaks a leg and <laughs> right. I get called up. No, but obviously that's, I mean, that's the way it works. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you get your chance through injuries or whatnot or, or solid play. And I ended up making, so he told me, yeah, he said, I had no idea who you were. And then luck, thankfully in training camp, I, I worked my ass off in the summer. Yeah. Um, and um, I, uh, training camp, I think I led the NHL in preseason scoring. And they just, if you're scoring in training camp, they, yeah, just, sure. they just can't send you down. Yeah. So I just kept on waiting to go in there and get my pink slip and get sent <laughs> down. But, Hey, you're still here. Hey, you're still here. And then it was down to me and another guy at the, at the hotel who's going to make the team. I called him. I was like, hey, you want to go get lunch? Like, I'm freaking out sitting yeah, here. And he's yeah. like, um, I just got sent down to the American League. You made the NHL. That's oh, how I found out. Wow. I said, hey, you want to go for lunch? Yeah. He said, I got to go home. You yeah. like Now you're the last man standing. Um, you made the NHL. Yeah. And I was like, holy <laughs> what? I couldn't believe it. I, was, I remember just my body was overtaken with, I don't know. So uh, obviously it was a bigger, th uh, biggest thrill. I mean, you're making more money over in Europe, but the biggest thrill was find that moment that you were in the NHL. I have no idea who's the guy that does the uh, the announcing in Vegas at the like the Buffer Jim Bu what's yeah. Buffer. Yeah, that's the guy. They flew him in from Vegas to do our introductions for our home opener. Yeah, that was my first introduction into the NHL was from that guy, Michael Buffer. My man, Michael yeah. Buffer. Yeah, yeah, uh, coming out uh, into the Coyotes <laughs> sold out arena. Yeah. I mean, it was like surreal. Like, uh, honestly, it was unbelievable. So after you found out you made it, who was the first person you called? Who was the first phone call? That's a good question. <laughs> Had to be my dad. Yeah. I remember he was the first one I called when I signed the NHL. I said, hey, you've you heard of, like, the Coyotes, right? Like, yeah. He's like, you know, they're struggling at center, and they need, some like, some depth. I was like, yeah, well, I just signed a contract with the Coyotes. He's like, what? <laughs> couldn't, we couldn't believe it. He was like laughing. He thought I was. He thought I was because I was 26. Yeah. Usually, you know, not many people make it. Right. When they're 26, you make it when you're 18 to 23, maybe. Yeah. And I didn't even get a sniff in my. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I mean? So yeah. Pretty special for sure. Yeah, that's you know, I think you don't realize that how that that window closes so quickly on oh, players yeah. at yeah. every sport. That's yeah. not just hockey. That's, yeah. I mean, and I and now I use it. Uh, my experience is a. Uh, uh, something that other players um, in this league that I feel like aren't getting a shake or even American League players I think that aren't getting a shake there's nothing wrong with going over there 
and if you don't feel like you're getting in the American League here and getting yeah. a chance, you go over there. The hockey's unbelievable, and you're not giving up on your dream. You're going over there, and it's you're developing your game. Yeah, I think um, I think it's fair to say that the top four, five leagues over there would be the. I mean, would just the play would be higher than the you know the ECHL. Yeah. I think it was just common knowledge. You go over there, um, and you get a lot of experience, and then take another crack at it if you want. And I, I was able to do it. And I, I think it's becoming not super common, but a little more common that yeah. people are trying to are trying to do that. So um, I had no problem with with my ride. <laughs> yeah. But but now you're the you're the crafty veteran, you know. And you see these young kids coming in the locker room. Yeah, and now you're the guy who's yep. handing out advice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like, crazy. And there's tons of talent. This league ten years ago was not this good yeah. at all. Like I mean, there's so much talent. It's unbelievable to see. Camaras and Shaw and JC and Petro and I'm sure I'm missing other guys not get yeah looks in the American League. It's surreal that these players are, are playing as well as they are and have the ability and, and um, that they do and then they're not getting the shakes in the American League. It's frustrating to me, which is then uh, why I'm, I'm telling them, you know, trust me, right. go over there, develop your game and then take another crack at it because if you go over there and you stand out, yeah, word gets around. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, but it's not for like you said, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Now you played with Sean Solowski and Erie, in Erie, right? Erie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and that's again, that's you know, it seems like you guys, you guys still seem young to me, but you guys, that that's over a decade ago. Over you a guys decade ago. Yeah. Playing Gosh, in Erie together. <laughs> Melting in my chair right now. Over a decade ago, it's scary when you're talking. Yeah. About when that. you start saying decades, decades I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. little scary. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of cool, though. I mean, uh, after you guys, you know, just come back together at some yeah. point. You always, everyone across paths. And, yeah. You know, you never thought you'd see that guy again. Next thing you know, you're right in the locker room with him 10 years later in another exactly. city. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. The Otters have been a good little pipeline for uh, for the comments. Cazola was an Otter as well. Yeah. Myself, obviously. Sadlowski, we've all had, had good success here, so. So, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming in. We've uh, tried to get, do this for quite a while. Yeah, and, uh, sorry. You know, dentists, you got kids, you yeah. got uh, all kinds of things going on. Yeah, right. You know what? That's okay. Good. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm always got a microphone whenever you guys show up. I'm ready to go, so. <laughs> Good. Yeah, well, I'm glad I got in. Thanks for having me. This was fun. All right. Thanks a lot, Haji. All right. Thanks, buddy. Another episode of the Combat Ops Arena Comets podcast is in the win column. I'm going to put it in the win column because I think that was pretty good, don't you think? Justin Hodgman, that was a great talk. I learned actually learned a lot about Justin as we finally got him here in the office to sit down and do this episode. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope everyone is enjoying all the other episodes we have had this season. We're uh, into the 20s now, which is incredible. And we've had some great stories, some great guests, so make sure you're going back and checking out all those episodes if you haven't already had. So... That will do it. The episode is in the books. We are going to take this as a win. It was a good time with Justin Hodgman. I want to thank everybody for listening and look out next week. We'll have a brand new episode of the Combat Ops Arena Comments Podcast.